0: Welcome to Day Zero Update for November twenty first, twenty twenty one. I'm your host Chris LoGi. I'm Brandon Perkins, and I'm for you And yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff here. We've got a few more delays. We got the Xbox twenty event where they really announced a couple of things there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a couple of new releases coming out here in the next uh, few weeks. And uh, in spite of all these delays of late, we have one game that decided to move it up. -hmm. Uh, To make sure that they came out in a better spot. Mm. Uh, We got a couple of new announcements. We'll talk a little bit about the Game Awards nominees. Uh, We got a couple other weird things. And uh, we'll finish off here with some Activision Blizzard news because a bombshell was dropped.
1: Yeah, a massive one that has basically taken this already awful story and. Basically kicked it in Overdrive. Yeah, we'll get into all of that
0: at the end of the show. But before we get to there, we'll be talking about what we've been playing. Uh, I will kick it off here. I've been playing some more Rocket League. The new season has started, and it's been pretty good. It's uh, space-themed after the sort of space arena that is in the game. Mm-hmm. Haven't done too much yet in that, but I've gotten all the the first weeks stuff done, so that's been pretty good. Uh, I've been playing some more Forza Horizon 5, uh, which is in a new season now, the Mm -hmm. stormy season. So I guess that you see a number of storms in the distance, nothing like sandstorms or more thunderstorms type stuff. Mm -hmm. I haven't been out in that too much yet, but uh, I've been working my way through some more of that stuff, and I think I don't like Uh, the seasonal stuff they're doing. Yeah. Not the not the weather season, games as a service seasons kind of thing. Yeah. Because uh, the way that they put stuff on the map and let you know like what you're working towards and all this and just doesn't make it easy at all to know exactly mm-hmm. what all is going on, on the map and the way they have the menu set up for that stuff is just kind of a mess. I kind of wish you could just uh, have it track that stuff more easily. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't puts all the work on you, and that's not fun at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's been Forza Horizon Five kind of just continuing on with that. I've uh, been playing some Halo Infinite multiplayer. Did a stream of that earlier today. Mm. Uh, I'm not very good at it, <laughs> but um, having some fun. Uh, the battle pass is pretty bad from what I've seen so far. Just coming yeah. from, yeah,
1: I've been hearing people. Say some stuff about about the way the battle pass is being implemented this time around. Um,
0: yeah, this thing is quite which is un- a shame still. because
1: what I it's a shame because what I've been hearing everything else is stellar.
0: Yeah, for the most parts, the battle pass you know like most of them you pay ten bucks to earn all the rewards. Uh, if you're going just mm-hmm. the free routes, you get uh, a couple things here and there. Uh, nothing really substantial. But you cannot earn currency through it, so you can't necessarily yeah. like, just play a bunch of it to you know, make yourself uh, able to just get the next one for free. Yeah. Uh, they also, uh, the challenges they have tied to it daily and weekly, uh, the daily ones, if you, the way it started out is it gave you interesting stuff. Now they all just seem to be play a match. And it gives you mm-hmm. uh, XP for that for the battle pass because you don't you don't earn XP for completing matches for uh, how well you do in the matches that kind of stuff unless there's a specific like weekly challenge for that. So
2: mm-hmm. they added
0: the daily, which is just a permanent thing where you get it was a hundred XP, but now it's fifty for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I think it's a thousand XP to the next level. of that change. The later you get into the battle pass, I finally got to uh level one in the battle pass.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that took a bit, took like six or seven matches. And just kinda coming at this from the perspective of thinking that Rocket League kinda has the best battle pass. This one just seems kind of real uninteresting and poorly implemented in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh just making it harder to see like what you're gonna earn. Uh and sort of the they do show you like what all the weekly challenges are. You have to go click an extra button when you're in the, that list. It'll show you the list. Mm. And there's I get a lot of ones like I get X amount of kills with this specific weapon and not being a person that has a lot of experience with Halo. I don't know all the weapons it's like I got to mm. get kills with the battle rifle. I'm like, what the fuck is the battle rifle? I thought I had a battle rifle. Uh, no, I had the pulse rifle. Huge difference. Uh, mm-hmm. so I have to go back to the customize menu, which lets you, you know, do all the cosmetics for vehicles and such. And I look like, Oh, that's the battle rifle. It's the one with the scope. Like, they do a great job of telling you, cause you can hold down on the D pad. I think Z on the keyboard to look, to have it like do a quick scan around you to tell you like, Oh, here's, here's a new weapon, but it doesn't tell you what that weapon is. You just have to learn on the map. Like, Oh, that's where this thing is at. So mm-hmm. if you're still playing, you know, in your single-digit amount of matches, knowing what's what what the weapons are in these different sections. Mm-hmm. So I got one that's like, I get five kills with your side piece uh, pistol, which is one by default you have.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's not an easy weapon to main. So I had to do a lot of just like, I'll shoot them with the, the main gun I have until the shield pops. I'll pull out the pistol and pop them. It gave me medals for doing that three times, but I only got counted twice on the on the challenge. How does that work when it says I've done it with a a pistol, but I might also be I don't know what other pist- what other guns count as pistols in that game? It's not always clear about that stuff, and sometimes it will get to kill weapons from vehicles, but your ability to get into matches with the with vehicles in it can be random because I think just trying to navigate the multiplayer menus is kind of a huge mess especially as somebody that doesn't know all the terms in Halo. Uh, Because from what I see, there's Quick, uh, there's Quick uh, Match, which could pick any type of game. Like my first three or four games were Capture the Flag, which I hate. Uh, Because I want it like Rocket League, where I can queue into certain types of matches with the matchmaking. And this doesn't seem to offer it. Quick Match, which is just 4v4, Matches, and they have big team battle. It might be 6v6 or 12v12, I forget, but it's for the bigger matches, which are vehicles. But I click on it to see like what sort of match types they have in there. And it makes it seem like you can just pick one to launch, but you're just launching a custom game, which only friends or people you invite uh, can join. And it's it's, at times, they really need some better guide rails for that stuff, too. You're like, oh, here's how you start matches, and I can kind of figure that out. But there's like four options, and two of them don't <laughs> go to matches. Yeah, and it's like, ah, oh, this this needs to be streamlined a bit, mm. or be more custom. Get into maybe multiple types of matches, but you know, filter out other stuff you don't want to do that isn't that interesting. Mm. It shouldn't affect it because it seems like the the player numbers they have for. Uh, Halo Infinite, especially on Steam, is now the number three game most played right now at the moment, with 158,000 mm-hmm. players, and that's just from Steam, accounting uh, yep. Xbox to the PC Game Pass version. Uh, so that seems to suggest like you've got plenty of people. Let people go off into the the parts of the games that they want mm-hmm. to go to, and the customization stuff is pretty neat. But they also uh, when you unlock stuff, they don't highlight where it is at all.
3: Mm-hmm. So you have to.
0: The luckily, the first thing I unlocked was a backdrop, which is for your gamer cards. Like, oh, I have to go over here. But if I had, you know, forgotten what I unlocked and couldn't figure that out, I'd have been lost trying to guess which of the five or six different uh, sections for customizing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's some work to do, because uh, right now it very much feels like no not, mm-hmm. Uh Especially like I would launch into matches and I'm like, what the hell am I playing? And I have to wait till it starts. And then I say, like, grab the ball. And it's like, oh, that's Oddball. Mm. Or the announcer just constantly talks about the ball. Yeah, that's uh, that's Halo Infinite. Pretty neat. Uh, let's see. I got Tales of Arise from the PSN Black Friday sale. So I, also, I played about an hour of it before the show here. Mm-hmm. That sure was a JRPG opening. Yeah. Uh, Constant stopping for cutscenes and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, people asking questions over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, oh, what's with this mask? Well, it's I've had it since as long as I can remember. I don't have a memory of anything.
3: Yeah.
0: It's like, oh, so you don't know what you look like? Yes, he's, he knows nothing about what his previously you know pre-mask life was. How would he mm-hmm. know what his face looks like? Then he asks her, like, do I know you? Or do you know me? Yeah. Like, I haven't seen your face before. Yeah. And I believe if you can, he loses the mask at some point.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: Though if you buy the special edition, the deluxe edition, you get masks, you get uh, costumes without the mask on it anyway. And then that destroys all context for what's going Mm. on. (laughs) So that's fun. The combat's neat so far. I'm starting to get the hang of it. Uh, When to do your combos and you know, dodging and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I'm working with. But I do have one item from the the free thing they put out. Mm-hmm. It's like this little doll you can put on your head. So both characters have it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so that's, that's uh, Tales for the Moments. Uh, I also mm-hmm. got the Castlevania Advance collection and mm-hmm. started playing some of the Circle of the Moon, which mm-hmm. started in a way that I did not recall it ever starting. I thought it would just start like a lot of Castlevania games where you just walk it into the castle to go mm-hmm. fuck shit up but no it kind of starts uh, where your group kind of just invades as Draghi just discards two of the people easily mm-hmm. and you're one of those two people and you, just, where you from where you land you just decide to go start you know, running around and start fucking shit up yeah uh, and I can tell it's a GBA game because it seems like the unlocks are happening a little bit faster than they would mm-hmm. in like Symphony of the Night, so there's also this weird card system that I don't understand.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's weird playing this game with uh, a four button for shoulder button controller mm-hmm. because the GBA was not that, it was two of each. So they map the like the map button to one of the I think to square, mm-hmm. uh, they have X and circle being your jump and attack button. So that's weird. I might change that. Certainly, is one of those kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, Then i am also just been continuing to play GTA 3 in the Definitive Edition collection. I've gotten to Staunton Island, the second island. Uh, Enjoying that a lot still. They just put out a big update that I assume fixed a lot of stuff. So it seems like it's probably running a little bit better.
3: Mm
0: I haven't really had too much trouble with the missions outside of one where Mafia is taking on the Triad in the first island. And Mm -hmm. just constant combat going on all over and crash once. Auto saves at the start of the mission. Uh, so you can just yeah. kind of. That took a, a few tries because, you know, you got to swap over to a different vehicle and the AI buddies they give you uh, suddenly become less useful because you can only f- you go from a a four person car to a two person. Get killed pretty. Bring any of the other mafia dudes running around. So the last section, you have to take this specific kind of uh, truck to a fish factory and. Mm-hmm kill the the one dude that's they did by driving around, luring them, and just running them over. Mm. Made it pretty easy, mm-hmm. and the whole place explodes. I do like the way that they they actually have things about the map that changes as a result of story stuff. Uh, oh, like yeah. Ball, you do the sniper mission to control that, but uh, once you do, the, the ship sinks like, oh, that's a thing I can't get on anymore. Mm. Luckily, they don't put anything on there of importance but the the fish factory also blows up which makes it a lot easier to get into there even though there's not really after that but a lot of fun doing all the, the vehicle collection stuff as well which I still remember a lot of the, like the tricks or the I think the, the garage you get in Staunton Island only allows you to have two vehicles so there's a way to trick it to down where the garage closes and it has no idea what to do it stays open and you can drive your more than two cars in there Mm -hmm. i can kind of get two in the the original garage type Mm -hmm. of vehicles you put in there but i put a a cop car any of the races i would drive that so but uh yeah start up a little bit of vice city and really got the the hang of the vibes there and the the changes they made for that game Mm -hmm. uh, are pretty substantial i want to get more through enjoying it so far looking forward to put some more time into that but yeah, that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, Brandon?
1: Well, as for me, for the because of the current gaming drought, you know, at least until the holidays are you know going at full full speed, I've basically been uh, making use of my uh, PS Now subscription, and so I recently began playing uh, Prey twenty seventeen. Um, for those of you who don't remember the original Prey, it was a pretty good uh, first-person shooter that was put out by uh, 3D Realms back in the day. Um, it was a, kind of a cult hit, and uh, for years there was this sort of um, attempt to make a sequel, and it basically got passed around to a bunch of different studios. At one point, Human Head Studios had it, and then Arcane had it. I think Crystal Dynamics had it at one Point people can fly, and then Arcane finally got it, and they basically scrapped everything that had been done up to that point and basically just made a completely new game with the same title. And uh, what they created is well, some pretty serious paranoia fuel. <laughs> um, it was basically a what it is is you play this person named Morgan. You, uh, you can play either a man or a woman, and you wake up uh, in your apartment and you're getting ready to go take a series of tests at this place called Telstar because uh, you, you know, Telstar is actually like a company you co-own with your brother Alex, and you're getting ready to take these tests to see if you are uh Healthy and you know well enough to go into space for an extended period of time because Telstar owns this space station uh that's currently or this enormous space station that's currently orbiting the earth uh, uh, and then about midway through the test something goes wrong and you wake up again and realize that the day has restarted and then shit goes sideways and you end up breaking out of your apartment and you discover that you've actually been in a simulation for the past three years um, and you're already on the space station and the reason uh, things have gone hot haywire is because a alien species has recently invaded the uh, well I mean they weren't invaded because they were studying the, uh, the uh, on the space station in the scientific area and they managed to get loose um and so now uh they're called the typhon by the way that's the the name of the aliens and basically your goal in the game is to try and you know find out you know the cycle of events that have happened up to this point what has caused you know all the destruction that you see um ultimately to get the uh, self-destruct key from your brother and ultimately try and deal with the Typhon threat and hopefully try and rescue as many people as possible before the end of the game. Um, and if you've played an arcane game before, you kind of have an idea of what these games are like. They are fully immersive sims where you know the entire area usually the majority of the area that you can see can be traversed in some way. And you can, fairly, with some out-of-the-box thinking, can essentially go about the game any way that you want. Um, So, uh, at the beginning of the game, you actually do not have any weapons. Um, Eventually, you do get a wrench. And you do get, like, some actual weapons as the game goes on. But to start with, you're basically defenseless. And this is especially uh, terrifying because the first enemies you come up against in this game, the first species of typhon that you encounter, are called mimics. And mimics are basically these freaky little four-legged spidery things that have the ability to essentially take on the form of any random object in any given room. So they can become like a coffee cup or a book or you know, a folder or something on a desk or a desk lamp. Um, And they have a tendency to kind of leap at your face when you're not looking. So it's basically pure paranoia fuel for the first part of this game. Um, This is especially true when... um, you're like basically completely defenseless at this point and your your only weapon is a wrench um and if you if you if you look close enough on occasion you will see like see little objects like twitch around which is a sign that you know obviously it's a mimic um but yeah it's real paranoia fuel um do highly recommend it though cuz it's actually really fun um and keeping with the Arcane theme, I've also been playing Dishonored, the original Dishonored. Um, I actually played the original Dishonored back when it originally came out and really loved it, but I never actually got around to finishing it, which is kind of the reason why I've decided to uh, go back and uh, play it again. Um, and, Ar- and Dishonored is one of those games that, you know, if you've heard people talk about the Tetris effect where you play Tetris and, suddenly you see nothing but a bunch of falling blocks everywhere you look. Well, I had the Dishonored effect, because I would play Dishonored for a while, and then I would go into buildings, look up at the rafters, and say, yeah, I bet I could climb up there and jump on somebody's head if I had to. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been
2: playing. So uh, what about you, Dan, Uh Yeah, for me, I've um, not as much as I hoped I would, just because it's been really, really busy. Um, But I've been Mm -hmm. playing a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I just finished chapter eight last night, and I think there are about seventeen in the game. And uh, the chapter I just went through was extremely—I mean, I'm not gonna say it was difficult, but it was like also really, really annoying because I died like more times Mm. than I can count in that chapter. Um, Mm. Like my my issues with the game, um, you know, stem back to just just the way it's it's combat is is done. Like as Star Lord, you have the option of like you know using your two guns and at the same time having these melee strikes but the melee strikes almost do absolutely no damage to any of the enemies and it's pretty annoying in that regard but other than that you know like i've said in previous episodes of the podcast um i love the interaction between the guardians i am totally seeing past the fact that you know you have this uncanny valley aspect as far as like the way they look but you know you gotta get Mm -hmm. yeah you gotta get used to that because um with the comic books you know they all don't look like they do in the mcu so you know it's that that's that's Mm -hmm. something in my opinion easy to get over so yeah um i'm enjoying that alex has the review on smash pad he 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 really liked it too and uh that's definitely one to look out for um it's 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 definitely featured in our black friday deals which we'll go over in in a bit Mm. i also started the pokemon shining pearl uh came out a few Mm. days ago as we know that's the um remake to um pearl and diamond that was released uh i think it was what oh seven oh eight something like that and, um, yeah, it's it, it's fun. It's really cute as far as its visual style goes. It's um, really, really chibi with big heads and stuff, which is kind of a cutesy change for it, and I don't hate it. Like, it all it all looks mm-hmm. fine and the game runs great. Um, I've played for, like, an, a couple hours, made no real progress, but it's Pokemon. I have uh, no, no, nothing much to say about that. Um, but the main mm-hmm. thing with uh, Pokemon uh, Pearl and Diamond is that one of the reasons why it's so revered is the fact that out of all the games, in my opinion... Aside from the originals, this one probably has the best lore, just because, like, the area you explore is, like, one of the best ones um, you'll have. And it's going to be the main one that we'll be exploring this January when uh, Legends RCS comes out. So, yeah, yeah there's that. Um, we're going to talk about the Microsoft event a little later, but uh, the main uh, announcement to come out of that is the release of the Halo Infinite multiplayer. Um, I am not a Halo guy. I'm uh, not much of an Xbox guy either, but I do have my appreciation for Halo. I've played it. I know I I'm not going to say I played it a lot back in the day, but I also did um mess around with the multiplayer. I'm not good at it, but um I I've, I've really enjoyed my games with Bots so far. Uh one of the modes I've been playing uh just has you like protect this ball that you have and you have to hold that ball for about 100 seconds to win, the, to, win to win the match. And whenever you have it like, you know, your your character is like really really slow. So your squad pretty much just has to know where you are at all times and protect you and, you know, pass the ball around doing that. So mm-hmm. that's a really cool mode. Um, like I said, I've been playing with bots and I suck, but I'm really enjoying the, uh, both the controls and like just the way the, um, game feels as far as it's polish. Like I had no expectations as to like how, um, three, four, three would pull it off. But, um, if, if, if the campaign in December is good, like we're, we're looking at a at, at a real, uh, contender here. Like, Um, Halo Infinite is um, awesome so far, and it feels both true to the originals as well as modern, and I didn't think they'd be able to accomplish it, and so far they've done that. So, Mm. yeah, uh, that's that's about it. it.
0: All right, yeah, we've got Thanksgiving later this week, uh, so I figured we'd talk a little bit about Black Friday stuff that's going on. Uh, I believe at least Microsoft and Sony have their Black Friday sales going on on their storefronts. Yeah, uh, Nintendo. I think has only done it for Europe for some reason. Uh, I assume their uh, North American one will go live within the next couple days here. Yeah, uh, so not sure exactly what will be there for that stuff, but uh, this link here has a bunch of the uh, retail prices for most of the major uh, retailers: uh, Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, Target, uh, that kind of stuff. A bunch of the Stuff that's gone live already. Uh, I think Mm. they may have some other stuff going live. Yeah, Walmart's starting tomorrow, Monday. Uh, Targets as of today. and Yeah, so Best Buy's already got most of their stuff up at this point. So you can kind of check that out to look at a lot of stuff that's going on. But yeah, if you're on a PS5 or Xbox Series X, there are definitely some good sales if you've missed missed out on some of the uh, bigger titles out there, like I see here. About uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is twenty bucks by mm-hmm. default here later. So there's that. Uh, I was looking at some of this stuff earlier. There's, yeah, the uh, what is the uh, yeah like Death Stranding director's cut is only forty bucks now. Mm-hmm. The Death Loop is thirty. I believe that's the same on PSN as well. As mm-hmm. you can get that for a pretty good price and 10 bucks cheaper, uh, so there's that Demon's Souls for PS5 is 40 bucks at this point. Uh, Doom Eternals, tw- that I think it might be 15 bucks on PSN for that, maybe Xbox. Is well. mm. yeah, Far Cry 6 is already 40 bucks, that just came out a few weeks ago. Uh, let's see, yeah, Final Fantasy seven remake, mm-hmm. okay. For- uh, 25 bucks for PS4 Integrate for 45 bucks. Yeah, which I think that DLC is 20 bucks by itself, so you can go either way if you want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut for PS5 is 50 bucks at this point. Uh, let's see, yeah, you can get Hitman 3 a standard edition for 20 bucks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, immortals phoenix rising is 15 bucks for ps5 and ps4 uh, 20 bucks for switch it takes two is 20 bucks and There's a lot of stuff here i was looking at life is strange true colors which is 35 bucks here i think it's 39 on psn mm-hmm. probably the same on xbox uh i did pick up tales of that's yeah, 40 bucks here for the retail yeah. version, so you get some good stuff here for some pretty decent prices.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I've already like gotten involved with a lot of the sales. Um, Chris actually mentioned like mostly digital stuff. Um, I don't usually partake in that just because like you know there, there really isn't any much wheeling and dealing there. Like what you see is what you get as far as digital sales go. Um, yeah. but yeah, like, I've already started. Like there are deals on games like. um, a uh, Demon Slayer, Lost Judgment, Death Loop, Yakuza Collection, and the funny thing is, like, you all remember like what happened in September? Like, September was just a banger month as far as releases go. Like, we got Tales of Arise, we got Life is Strange, and uh, stuff like that. And I bought those games new a couple months ago. But you know, mm-hmm. um, with 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 our profession, like, we don't often have the time to play the games that we buy, and we'll overbuy a lot. And uh, yeah. Um, those are a couple games that I didn't even open. And like some I did, but I just went ahead and like found a ways to recoup. Like, for example, I bought Tales of Arise for 40 bucks, as well as Life is Strange and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for 35 and 30. And I went ahead and returned all of them to Walmart, uh, where I bought them for 50 bucks each. So I recouped about $45 there. And mm-hmm. then over at GameStop, a couple days ago, they turned on their Black Friday sale. But I don't know if they did this on purpose because they also still kept their buy to get one free on. So I ended up getting Shin Megami Tensei 5, Blue Reflection 2, uh for b- both at full price of 60 bucks and got Demon Slayer free. And then I also got Lost Judgment uh at 30, Death Loop at 25, and ended up getting the Yakuza Collection for $20 for free at GameStop. And I'll be returning like uh, SMT five, Lost Judgment, Death Loop for about sixty five dollars recouped. So, yeah, I mean, like, if, if if you're buying your games and you're not opening them, it, it it all definitely helps, but there are ways to, like, you know, really finagle your way to get your savings here somehow. Uh, the fact that places like Walmart and Best Buy have 90- uh, and 60-day return policies uh, definitely help out, and the timing just worked out. So, uh, this is actually a really, really interesting Black Friday as a compared to what it usually is with uh, most years, and... Uh honestly GameStop has really been crazy with the deals. Um uh it, 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 it it's it's not listed on the on the sheet that Chris provides but um a lot of the first party uh Switch games are also available at $27 which is a steal considering these games go on sale like twice a year. So Yeah, that hardly yeah. ever happens.
1: Nintendo's pretty hardcore about making sure most of their games are always at full price.
2: So exactly, because they still buy them. There's no reason to even put them on sale.
0: Mm-hmm. And the uh, the digital codes they sell are also at the same price. So you can get that plus the full gold price uh, gold coins that you would get if you had bought it at full price.
2: Yeah. So you get the full mm-hmm. 300 coins you get. I mean, like right, right now, for example, you have Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Xenoblade Chronicles, Paper Mario Origami King, Mario Bros. Deluxe uh kirby mm-hmm. star allies fire emblem three houses all of these are 27 each and then you have astral chain chant at, at, at 25 pre-owned like these are all fantastic um if, if if you're gonna be a new switch owner uh or you know you've been looking to finally stock up on those first party games this is it this is the best deal you're gonna see um every, everywhere else has them for like 35 so yeah mm-hmm. it's time to push up and give GameStop the money
0: yeah yeah i ended up getting the kirby game like it's a Kirby game. The next one's not going to be for a couple years, so yeah, play that for the time being.
2: I might actually jump on Xenoblade in itself, even though I've given that game like four chances and failed every single time. But it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's quite the price there. Yep. So actually, uh, Tales of Arise right now is on um is on Amazon for thirty.
0: So. Yeah, but yeah, that's there's that, and yeah, for the the PSN Black Friday sale, they're also doing a. F- Year of PlayStation Plus for thirty nine ninety nine. You can also get that at I believe they did say they're gonna have a PlayStation Now, and it seems like it's only one month for thirty three percent off, so about six seventy for that, which is a uh, disappointing I would have gotten uh, a year if it was forty bucks as well.
2: Yeah, I am actually looking for um Xbox Game Pass deals right now, but it seems like those are all like three month things
0: Yeah, Target has does here Target for twenty five bucks for three months. Okay. Not sure what the the deal is with that. If there's hooks to it or not, I have to take a look at that and see. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. uh, we're checking out. And yeah, I would also mention that PlayStation Direct should be having a number of things on sale as well. It's free one day shipping right there. Yeah. Yeah. Another option there.
2: Yeah, like these. The, these are all really good, especially for like the. Uh... Triple A options. Um, a lot of people might wonder about what's going on with the indies. Indies typically go on sale before Christmas, so definitely keep an eye on there. Like the game I'm yeah. waiting to go on sale is uh, Chicory. Uh, hasn't gone on sale yeah. yet, but hopefully sometime this year will be nice.
0: Yeah, that's not on sale, but on PSN they have their indie sale. It has like over a thousand games on here. Wow, there's a ton of stuff. In. I got the other Jeff they put out, mm. but yeah, there's a there's a ton there. Even some of the the bigger named ones that have come out fairly. We're trying to see what those are here. It has like the complete edition for Children of Morta's in there. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl is thirty-five bucks on there on PSN. Uh The Outer Wilds uh, edition that has all the, D- the the DLC with it is twenty-six bucks. As the Metal Gear style game Unmetal, and tone uh, worth checking out for people that have indie stuff this year. Able to grab decent stuff there. Though stupid me. Instead of that, I bought Skyrim again. It's like 13 bucks on PSN. I was like, sure, I'll buy it and play a couple hours and, but it looks a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's your black Friday updates, at least for the games. Uh, a lot of the blu-ray stuff's been on sale for the past month or so. I got mine last month. Uh, so there's that, but uh Also happening here uh, is Game Pass. They have some more stuff that they are putting on uh, Game Pass for throughout the... Uh, Let's see. Already up right now, there's Next Space Rebels. It's on PC and console. Uh, What does this say? Order some parts online, get your camera. That's like a weird little like you're building rockets and shit. Uh, Let's see. There's X01 up now. Interplanetary gravity-finding journey through space and time. That might be a platformer of sorts. Uh, there's Fate Tactics, which is a strategy RPG. My friend Pedro, console PC, that's the 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 wild sort of action platform. Uh let's see. Undungeon, I believe that's a new release. That uh yeah, action RPG coming out the twenty-third with Mortal Shell for console, uh, the twenty-fourth, deer simulator.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, that
0: <laughs> that weird ass game with the the deer shooting guns and causing all yeah. sorts of chaos. Uh, Let's see, the 30th Evil Genius 2 console. That's uh, it. I guess they might have thrown up Dicey Dungeon uh, Mm. up between the last update and the Dicey Dungeons is a great game if you haven't checked that out. Uh, Yeah, that's. I think they also re released the Microsoft Flight Simulator Base Edition as Game of the Year Edition. Mm. But that has, I think, uh, just all the updates. You need to do anything? There's that for Game Pass. Mm hmm. Uh, Let's get to some uh, new releases that are coming out next month in December. Uh, There's Heavenly Bodies coming out December 7th for PS5, PS4, and PC.
1: Yeah, this is like a weird sort of physics-based kind of puzzle game, I guess. uh, Based around around, operating under weightlessness.
0: Yeah, kind of using your controller to use parts of the... The ships or whatever you're doing. You can play solo or with a friend. It's a nice art style too. That'll be out in about, yeah, that's two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, on December 9th there is Loop Hero. A game I've talked about a good bit. That is sort of a a roguelike game where you are uh, sort of watching your hero kind of Mm -hmm. walk around this area in kind of a loop uh, fighting enemies as you go along and you're getting these cards to Uh, Fill out the environments with uh, trees and rivers and uh, various types of buildings that can throw more enemies on or offer buffs for your hero, that kind of stuff. Get him uh, fighting until you can take out the boss or get enough materials that you can take it back to your... Uh, base to sort of build out stuff there. It's art style. On the 9th pre order discount on the eShop, instead of 15 bucks, it's 13. And uh, on the 16th for PS5 and PS4, there is Moon and Blackbird uh, coming from Onion Games. Uh, Moon is the sort of anti rp Never came over originally. It uh, was kind of a a cult favorite for enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're playing uh, characters kind of going around after the heroes kind of gone through and. Killed a bunch of enemies and all that kind of stuff. And get your way through it. Uh, figure out all the weird systems in the game. That kind of stuff. And Blackbird, I believe, is more of a uh, shooter of sorts. Like an action game. Uh, as their Blackbird show up to cause chaos. So, but those will be out on uh, for those that are interested in that. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about some uh, delays coming up here in the, later on in the show. But uh, one game decided to buck the trend and move up. Uh, two weeks mm-hmm. approximately. Sifu, mm-hmm. uh, which was originally scheduled to come out February 22nd at the time. Saints Row and uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, then Elden Ring joined the party. Uh, so they said like, well, fuck that noise. We're gonna move up to February 8th. Mm-hmm. And say, you know, we're gonna be ready earlier. And I think they put out a bunch of info on like how the the various. Uh, mechanics work the action yeah. check out about that but that'll be out on early february now
2: yeah this is awesome news um i would say i'm cautiously optimistic i mean um normally you would do this if you're really really confident in the game actually coming out this early because remember this this was delayed first so it's good to see that they're working at a pace where they can get it out earlier i just hope they actually are able to accomplish it because you i don't know if i want to see this game delayed again <laughs> it's just uh yeah. it, it, it would just send a weird message out to like everyone involved. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it seems like the the sort of game where at this point they're kind of putting the finishing touches on it, ironing out the bugs and it seems like they are confident that it's worth it to go a bit earlier uh and get out of the way of the the big games that are launching that we're launching oh, yeah. around it. Too much there in early February
3: for mm-hmm. them,
0: so that's good news. And I don't know Boring news WB announced that they want to get on the Smash Brothers fun uh, with a game they call Multiverses.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: As in, multiverse and uh, versus like fighting. I don't know. It's and it features a bunch of their characters. Yeah. Uh, See, they say Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Shaggy, voiced by Matthew Mm -hmm. Lillard. Yep. From the live action movie. Yeah. Uh, Bugs Bunny is in there. Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, voiced by Maisie Williams. Yes. Uh Jake the Dog and Finn the Human from Adventure Time. Yeah. even Universe. Uh-huh. Garnet. Mm-hmm. uh Rain Dog. A new original character. With all these established IPs, let's throw a new one that nobody will give. That's all they've announced so far. It's very weird. The They try to essentially tune everything to a similar art style instead of... Mm-hmm. And, uh, I guess that'll be out next year at some point. Yeah. Uh, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC with cross-play. Dedicated server rollback, netcode, and content-filled season. I think it's yeah, like 1v1, four-player free-for-all. Yeah.
2: Do we know which development studio is working on this game? Is it Netherrealm? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um well, aside from all that, like as weird as it is, I mean, as far as like being a fan of all this stuff is, it's pre- it's pretty awesome, you know. Um you're getting representation from DC, hanna-barbera um, you know, a Game of Thrones, a Steven Universe. This is for lack of a better term, like this is incredible. Um I don't think it'll reach, you know, Super Smash Brothers or even Fortnite proportions, but you're already seeing a better effort than what Nickelodeon put out with um, with their game. Like, that game didn't even have voices for any of, the char- any of the characters. So there is, like, a better amount of effort and love put into this, which matters, because these are all characters that matter. A lot of these characters, you know, like, predate a lot of what we even see in gaming today. So yeah, this has a lot of potential, and I hope it works out. The main thing I'm wondering is whether or not they're going to go full out on copying Smash Brothers, because that's what makes the Nickelodeon game, like, average to solid. Like, I can complain about the lack of effort put into it, but the fact that they pretty much copied Smash Brothers, as far as the gameplay element goes, works for it. As opposed to, like, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, where... Like you know, they they put the effort and love into it, but because it wasn't a smash, it wasn't a real Smash Brothers clone. It just wasn't as fun. So we'll see there.
0: Yeah. So it seems like this is being worked on by Player First Games, which is their mm. first- good luck. <laughs> yeah, but also it'll be free to play, so you don't have to money out of. Mm. And it sounds like they're gonna have better uh, net code by default.
2: God, I hope so. We're going
0: to go for cross-play and all that. It's rollback next.
2: I mean, that's beyond default. But yeah, I mean, as far as it being... I, I didn't know it was free to... Oh, yeah, it's free to play. So yeah, you're going to see a lot of characters being sold for whatever amounts of money they want to put them out for. Yeah. Um, Considering Fortnite makes as much as it does with characters that aren't, you know, they all do the same thing, it's going to be interesting to see. Mm.
0: Yep. Yeah, this uh, certainly seems like a thing that they've been working on for a while. This kind of idea, because uh, Space Jam, the second movie, is very much uh, similar. Where they have you know a bunch of WB characters show up, even Mm -hmm. like Joker and Batman characters. Like this doesn't fit at all in what's Mm -hmm. going on in this. Mm -hmm. uh, To have some of these, Mm -hmm. it's like all right, whatever corporate thing. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, Let's see. Also coming out. I think next year, is Dragon Ball The Breakers, which mm-hmm. is a pretty surprising game because it is uh, not a fighting game. It is not an action mm-hmm. game. There's no like RPG or anything. It's something completely different. And you wouldn't be able to guess yeah. it from the title either. Uh, it is a very much Dead by Daylight style dragon set in at least three parts of DBZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Cell, Frieza, and Boo sort of, you know, causing havoc in the town you're in, 7v1. Uh, yep. uh, they only have two named characters announced. The rest are all just kind of generic-looking, you know, Akira Toriyama-style uh, humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two that are named are Oolong and Balma, and Balma's in her, like, Dragon Ball form. Yeah. Versus when these games are actually set, which is weird. Mm. I assume there'll be cosmetics. You can have her with her afro. Yeah, her in that form. But those two can have some special abilities. Bulma can manipulate, you know, machines and stuff like that. Ulong can mimic items to hide. uh, That kind of stuff. So I think the ultimate goal you have is that escape to a uh, time machine. Like uh, Trunks' Trunks's time machine, mm-hmm. or or a Saiyan pod, because those are just every conceited. It's a pretty neat uh, premise. I would have never guessed that there would be a, you know, a Dragon Ball. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be out on pretty much everything: PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S. The trailer doesn't really show it too well when they show actual gameplay. It doesn't. It looks like a fairly low budget game, for what mm-hmm. it is. But uh, I'd be curious to see like what it's. What it looks like when it's, you know, closer to launch, if they add more characters, because there's there's a lot of characters they could add for normal humans, you know, Chi Chi, Launch, you could have Nom, Poir, those sort of characters. The farmer that gets killed at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, stuff like that. But yeah, this uh And they could also like absorb the characters to evolve. Cell does that uh in the trailer. That's the only one they show off in the... which obviously doesn't fit the the canon where he's able to he only does that because he absorbs the engine. Mm-hmm. But for the conceit of the game, it has to work.
2: Yeah. Um What I'm really interested in is is the fact that it's being developed by DIMPS. Uh they've they with this kind of game they don't really miss. But then when I say this kind of game, like no one really knows what this is. Like seven players, like this 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 hardly makes any sense. And that's why I'm interested in it. It's it's weird. But the the reason why, like, you know, I'm I'm kind of yawning at this announcement is because we already know the story of Frieza, Cell, and Kid Buu. Like, we're talking about an anime series that ended, like, more than 30 years ago. Um, you know, you kind of wish they'd get a little more current with, like, what's going on in Super, which I haven't watched. Um, but, yeah. Uh, in, a, in a generation where um, anime has really transcended into mainstream media... It's hard for me to really care about the Dragon Ball name anymore if it's if it's not a traditional fighting game like fighters. But yeah, um, this is definitely something I am going to keep my eye on. Hopefully, like have a demo build soon because, like, yeah, this is intriguing only because it's Uh,
0: it's also interesting. I think they will be adding more because like dead by villains to it over time, as well as hero characters that come with them. Yeah, imagine at some point you'll get uh, King Piccolo, uh, probably Goku probably can go for the androids mm-hmm. being in there. Uh, sort of a future trunks timeline kind of thing as well. So there's there's a lot of potential for more additions and but I think they would do this at least more hero characters that than just uh, Bulma and Oolong and you know five other randoms.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: Even if you go silly with like the, the farmer as mm. the the gun shotgun <laughs> but yeah that's a it's a weird game maybe it'll be cool i don't know but uh, we'll have to see that sometime next year but yeah let's go to the game awards they announced their nominees the most kind of hilarious thing is that they pissed off all the forza mm-hmm. who are who are offended by this notion that a racing game isn't uh, nominated for game of the year. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also it came out pretty late in this whole process, so the amount of people that had a chance to play it to consider it, it did get nominated for a couple of categories, but uh that is uh not really one site. It's like, oh this these nominees discredits the entire industry. It's like calm down. It's a fucking award show. Yeah. It's basically the opinions of the how many people they had for this? The, the nominees for the game of the year they have they're all big budget games essentially from the big publishers. Death uh, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts Two, Wretch and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Uh, definitely some that I would have expected, and maybe one or two that I would not have, like maybe Resident yep. Evil Village. But that's uh, that's that there. Uh, Surprised no indie presence really. Uh, it Takes Two and Psychonauts 2 are still published by Big. Uh, let's see, Best Game Direction, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Game of the Year list. Narrative has Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Performance has yeah, Alex Chen from Life is Strange, uh, Anton Castillo from uh, Far Cry 6. Cole Vaughn from Deathloop, Juliana Blake from Deathloop, and uh, Lady D from Resident Evil Village, so let's see. Uh, innovation and accessibility is Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, Games from Impact. So we start seeing some more indie stuff. There's Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. Uh, best independent game has Death's Door, Kena: Bridge of Spirits, Inscription, Loop Hero, and Twelve Minutes. Uh, the fun thing I saw with the tweets is that uh, they misspelled Inscription on the tweets announcing this, mm-hmm. uh, and then they and they did follow up tweets and then misspelled it again. Uh, so I imagine uh, something went weird there. Probably uh, spell correction got involved there. We yeah, have best debut indie. Cana Bridge of Spirits, Sable, the Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, and uh yeah, uh, you can look at all three to check out, but yeah, some pretty decent choices. A broad list of people mm-hmm. so you're not necessarily gonna get uh very good niche kind of games getting nominated mm-hmm. for the big awards outside yeah. of the the very small categories that are tailored around that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's the. Of
1: course. On top of that, we're also going to have a bunch of new games that are going to be uh, getting trailers for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'll be on December 9th. Yeah. Two weeks, about two and a half weeks from now, we'll probably okay. uh, see about doing a uh, co stream. Yeah, going. Mm-hmm.
2: We'll see. And it's, it's definitely going to be on the long side. Um, this is an event that I planned on going to, but I found out it was invite only. So unfortunately, it will mm-hmm. not be going. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it either way. Um, you always have the same sort of complaints about the nominees and stuff. Um, honestly, like the, the main surprise to me is seeing that, um, cyberpunk actually got nominated for anything. Um, it missed out last year, mostly due to the fact that the game came out when the awards happened. Uh, and you know, uh, among other reasons, uh, that I won't bother mentioning here. Um, but yeah, like, uh, You know, uh, everything is decided by, like, a committee that's uh, consisting of a bunch of people within our industry, so that's pretty cool. And what I like most about the Game of the Year category itself um, is the fact that everything on it is a game that um, uh, I'd play. Like, uh, out of all these games, the only one that I did not play was um, Deathloop, and I plan on starting that soon. So uh, I'm looking forward to, like, you know, getting our own lists uh, put together um like we're 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 at about that time where i'm going to ask the staff to just go ahead and um begin their their uh process for whatever it is they have to do to get their uh game of the year lists in and i'm really looking forward to it. What's interesting this year is the fact that what there's what three platformers, uh two platformers on the game of the year list, so it, i'm i'm kind of expecting those uh votes to split having another one win, but yeah, i'm i'm hoping this year we don't see like one game Like run away with everything, and it's really looking like it's going to happen with Deathloop. But again, we'll see.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that'll be another two weeks off. Uh, But yeah, let's continue on. We got a couple more bits of news before we get to some of these categories of things here. But uh, yeah, first off, we have an acquisition. Private Division, which is a uh, company that's under 2K, has -hmm. announced they've purchased Roll Seven. The developer of the Ollie Ollie series, yeah, uh, working on Ollie Ollie World for release, I think, early next year. Uh, so that is good news for them for financial support. Mm-hmm. Things go for them and the things go well. They're a very good studio.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There's that. Uh, the other one is uh, Rockstar Games doing the thing that I'm not sure many people expected, but they actually put out a public apology. The states of the grand theft auto the trilogy the definitive edition Uh, for that which also say things like we want to provide an update regarding the unexpected technical issues that came to light as part of the launch of grand theft auto the trilogy Mm -hmm. those aren't unexpected qa caught all these but you guys needed to be out in time to help celebrate the 20th anniversary of gta 3 so Mm -hmm. you push through it so yeah there's that's the uh, these updated, the updated versions of these class games didn't launch in a state that meets our own standards of quality or the standards our fans have come to expect. It's like one of those, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. other one is not really because you launched it. That says it's at least meet your standards of quality for launching.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we have ongoing plans to address the technical issues and to improve each game going forward each planned update, the games will reach the level quality that they deserve to be. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. There's a new update I Think shortly after this uh, announcement happened. So they include a bunch of fixes for things. Uh, what they do talk about here is that, uh, let's see, while well, one of the goals of the Definitive Editions was to allow players to enjoy these games on modern platforms for many years to come, also understand that some of you would still like to have the previous classic versions available for purchase. I think, oh, they're going to come back. Well, they are adding the classic PC versions of GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas to the Rockstar Store shortly Mm -hmm. as a bundle. And if you've bought the Definitive Edition on the Rockstar Store through June 30th, 2022, you will get those classic versions as well at no additional cost. Yeah. You know, which famously they removed the ability to access those, uh, to play those for at least a few days. They restored that, I think, the last Monday. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that too many people have uh, greats in uh, the Rockstar store and the launcher Mm -hmm. and all that. This is like, why don't you do this for PSN? That's where the other uh, trilogy of those games were at. You could give those out for free if you want, but... I know all of this centers, where you bring people this way. because mm. so I don't know that, that like deal. They tried to make it sound like, uh, if you buy it on our rockstar store through June 30th, 2022, uh, you'll get these other game These other versions. It's not really a deal. Cause you have to go mm-hmm. versus, you know, steam or whatever. And steam versions weren't great. Cause you guys had to do mm-hmm. It's all just kind of a,
2: yeah. Um, this in particular, like pisses me off. Um, Just because, you know, if you're going to release the definitive edition of any game, especially a definitive edition for a game that was made three generations ago, it's supposed to be the best version of the game. Why are there new bugs? Um, And if old bugs are going to be there, they have to be like bugs that, you know, players generally expect and like pretty much like as, you know, a wrinkle of that release. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, like the fact that QA knew about all these and they went ahead and released it anyway. I'm not going to give Rockstar a pass for that. Like, why should I? They've 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 been uh, focusing on you know Grand Theft Auto Online for the past like decade, releasing the same game for the past three generations, and you know they can't even release a game that came out on the PS2 for modern consoles on, on, on with with an updated frame rate or at least keeping it the same. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's not okay, I mean, like it goes back to last year with what c d. Project Red did with um cyberpunk like there th- there's really no excuse for this kind of behavior to happen, and I understand like you know you want to make your sales and release it before like a holiday season and things like that, but they're they're muddying their own name, like Rockstar, in most situations would get a pass for this, but considering this is a game that came out a long time ago. I don't see why we should give them a pass. Like we don't even know like what new projects they're actually working on because their current ones make so much money. Mm. Like, I don't know what their current staff is doing or if this was a decision made from up above, but there 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 has to be like some way to like hold them accountable here. And like the worst part of it is is they already made their money. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, because they intentionally went with a small studio. Gave them small budget smaller budget than probably what it needed to this whole thing justice and iron out oh. every bug they could. And uh, probably gave them a shorter schedule than oh. they would have needed to for doing.
2: And then like the writing was kind of on the wall when there were no early like codes for review and like stuff like that, but you know, it it, it only just makes it worse in my opinion. So Yeah. It's it's it, that's just the messed up side of the AAA part of this industry. Like you know, yeah. you know that you can make hand over or or something because people will buy things out of nostalgia, but you know, like the to me, like this is this this is worse than uh, what Nintendo did with the N sixty four emulator.
0: Yeah, hopefully these updates do a good job of fixing things up. They did update for you can go through there and check it out. There's a bunch of stuff on this list for at least the early stuff they which you know good make it better keep working on it mm. i knew it wasn't going to be great i had trade credit from GameStop, so i was like ah oh, this ain't that and it's been mm. for what these games are they sh- yeah but yeah that's uh that's the little rockstar shit show for this week
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it doesn't help that there are people out there just like finding weird old bugs that are still in the game uh from the original releases and like trying to present those as like new things I just want about a, to... in GTA 3, they made it seem like you could just wiggle your car and it would get bigger, mm-hmm. uh, but that is a uh, the original release and you had to do like a few things, uh, mm-hmm. so that stuff doesn't help things. But yeah, let's get to uh, some games that are hopefully gonna turn out better because they are delaying them in what I'm calling this week the delay apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about. Uh, the February releases, like uh, Sifu, Horizon Forbidden West, and Elden Ring. And uh, Saints mm. Row is one of those games right in that uh, late part of uh, February. Well, mm. you don't have to worry about that. Because they announced that it's being delayed to August 23rd, 2022. A good six months there for that.
1: Damn, that's... Uh... That's a pretty substantial delay, to be honest.
0: Yeah, uh, what they say here is, in all honesty, we underestimated the impact COVID would have on our schedule. While everyone's adapted very quickly to working from home. Uh, arrangement and continued to be incredibly productive, however, due to the size and scope of our new Saints Row, it's become apparent that to create the best game possible, we need to give our team longer to perfect it. And so, yeah, that'll be out in August. Yeah. Yeah, so
2: <sighs> yeah, there's uh, that. Yeah, I mean, like, um, what it was—it was originally coming out in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't gonna sell—not with—not with everything coming out there anyway. So this is a good decision as far as like you know giving them more time, and uh, definitely giving them more breathing room as far as like getting out of February. Like, if I were more developers, I would look into getting your shit out of February. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, but yeah, the next game here is a game. You probably wouldn't. Ho- you would hope that it would never get a release, but it seems like it's at least continuing. on uh, Six days in Fallujah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it was supposed to come out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. They announced that it's being delayed to next year, and specifically saying Q four. So that is a uh, a lot more time there, about a full year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I don't well, know if going to turn out. Again, to- we,
1: hadn't really, we we hadn't really been hearing anything about this. At, uh, after you know they revealed that the project had been revived, so I wasn't exactly expecting it to come out anytime soon. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So it'll continue to be a thing you don't think about
3: for
0: mm-hmm. quite a while. Uh, but speaking of games that uh, you hadn't been thinking about for a while, there's Pragmata, uh, the yep. Capcom game that was announced for the PS Five. I don't think really had a date so maybe that it would be out in 2020 but they did announce uh the other day that it's going to be out in 2023 instead and sort of released a little uh bit of art as uh or the the little girl from the original trailer scratches out 2022 from the card she's holding and writes out 2023 and sorry on it
3: Mm -hmm.
0: they did also put out some artwork as well nothing really New thing to look at, but uh, that's going to be quite a long time from now.
2: I've never even heard of this game, um, so I don't have much to say about it. Uh, I'd say it looks interesting, but, you know, that's that's a general statement.
0: Yeah, it was a game that was announced in that original PS5 reveal.
2: Ah, yeah. There was a lot of weird stuff that day.
0: Yep, they had one of the weirder games, but also had no real details afterwards, so... Mm-hmm. It was easy to not remember that it uh was a thing hopefully it doesn't disappear like the uh, uh the one game they had announced it yeah. deep down mm-hmm. hopefully this actually comes out mm-hmm. but yeah you can also continue to forget that it exists for now uh but let's get to the xbox twenty events that happened on Monday. uh let's see now the the big thing was that the halo infinite multiplayer thing was they're going to be out that day as a, a beta form so you could check that out right away
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: but they did talk about some other stuff here they announced there were 70 new uh games that were coming to backwards compatible for the xbox one and series x and s the original xbox and 360 games also said it would be the last of those games they add uh, the mm-hmm. last final editions uh saying that's uh, they'd reached their uh, limit. We have reached the limit of our ability to bring new games to the catalog from the past due to licensing, legal, and technical constraints.
3: Mm.
0: And yeah, the list uh, has some decent games on there. I wouldn't say there's very much great stuff in there. The Atogi games are on there. You got the three Fear games. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a lot of three and face stuff. 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, a couple of Star Wars games there, Pinata Party Animals, which I think was the weird little party game they put out, some Time Splitters stuff, Rock of Ages, all that kind of stuff. Some of it's available for sale, so they've had a lot of issues with uh, some of these games. Uh, I own a few, and they still haven't added them to uh, the backwards compatible uh, like, to my library yet. Yeah. So I've been able to confirm that I own them. Uh, the article on the Newswire links to a major Nelson post, which he links to the original store pages for a bunch of the games uh, for the Xbox storefront. And that shows for some of these games that I already own them. I remember buying mm-hmm. them, and they still don't show up uh, pretty annoying. There's some games that still aren't on the store. People have had issues trying to buy them. It like, tells them like the game, gamer tag while they're logged in on their console. Like Lots of weird little issues. Some people still can't buy at this point, uh, like Otogi and some other stuff. There's a lot of weird bugs, and um, hopefully they'll get them ironed out. But yeah, it's uh, a bit dis- happening because I'm definitely not going to. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be available, but the the games I get on here, are some pretty neat stuff. Check them out. In the past, or want to play them again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's that. They also announced two series that they're working on. There's Halo yeah. series. They showed yeah. the like first teaser trailer for it, which doesn't really have much to it. It just shows a yeah. uh, a white dude putting on the helmet. That's mm-hmm. going to be on Paramount Plus sometime next year. So yeah. No clue what that's going to be like. They also announced Power On, the story of Xbox, a sort of self-made uh, documentary, or self-funded, I guess, they're doing about the history of Xbox. Mm-hmm. probably won't go as much into the downturns they've had over the years. Just mm-hmm. to see what that all is, but it's going to be on uh, Redbox, Roku mm-hmm. and other places, so I I assume it's going to be a event. Mm-hmm. uh so yeah, there's that's been uh, pretty much it for that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So. I've never been like the Xbox centric um game player, but you know, as someone that respects gaming history and enjoys the story of how they got to where they're at i mean like you know they're they're probably like the most gamer centric of the three right now which is uh, amazing considering where they've started it was cool seeing the rock and all that so yeah i'm I'm looking forward to that documentary series um i don't know like if i'll actually have time to like sit through and watch them all but um i'm looking forward to like seeing the reactions people have especially from the actual xbox fans and uh yeah it's, it's it's definitely cool to see because they're they're the company that's doing everything right right now and hopefully they end up you know getting what they they deserve for it so Mm. and as far as like those uh, xbox releases go otogi is great Uh, i know that they've had like a bunch of like issues with as far as performance go um but Mm. um as far as i'm concerned like otogi has aged quite well um i just don't know if uh, Mm. those are the ideal games to play on its platform Mm. yeah hopefully there's hopefully they 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 become like a little better or maybe, you know, go ahead and restart that series. Cause that would be awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. But yeah, let's get to the biggest news of the week. Uh, Activision blizzard part nine of this shit show that's been going on for
3: oh, gosh, far yeah. too
0: long now. Uh, yeah. So we'll work our way through this stuff here. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. It all kind of comes out of this uh, wall street journal report that's happened. Uh, mm-hmm. That has a bunch of information in it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the, the big one is that it claims that Bobby Kotick, Activision Blizzard CEO, uh, mm-hmm. was not as in the dark about the, the various allegations and such of uh, his company over the years. And very much mm-hmm. uh, unsurprising fashion, he was also uh, involved in some of it. Yep. Uh apparently to the point of uh calling up a uh a woman and threatening to kill her on mm. her and leaving the message on her voicemail. Yep. That's just like oh. Okay. Uh yeah, threatening to uh, kill one of his assistants or threatening to have her killed. Uh, In 2007, he allegedly told a private jet flight attendant uh, who was suing him for sexual harassment committed by the pilot of his jet, I'm going to destroy you. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, there's uh, other uh, employee stuff in here and all that. Uh, There's uh, the next thing here. Part of that uh, that also got revealed is that, yeah, Jan O'Neill is leaving Blizzard. And the circumstances under that, I could sort of see the way that she was writing things like it's not as she's trying to smooth over some things of saying she did not think that things were going to change around Mm -hmm. as much as she was uh, so much to the degree that uh, he left because she was being tokenized, marginalized and discriminated against. And this is a company that over the summer was being sued for, uh, intentionally paying mm. so when they announced that uh, they were doing the co-leads for Blizzard uh, Jen O'Neill and Mikey Barra, they mm-hmm. paid her less than him. She had been at this company uh, especially part of Vicarious Visions leading them of late for 20 years. He had just started at that company a year or two earlier
3: mm.
0: and paid him more than her which says a lot about the interest in retaining all this talent. Did not And you know, offer a raise in any way until she tendered her resignation Mm. as a means of trying to, and so yeah, that's that's some damning shit right there,
1: yeah. And uh, doesn't stop there because it just gets worse, (laughs) yeah. So, you remember the
0: Fran Townsend email that came out shortly after the allegations initially started,
1: yeah, the one where everyone was like this is a load of bull crap.
0: Yeah. And then he yeah. came out shortly after saying like, yeah, that whole email is very tone deaf and all that, yeah. you know, that doesn't represent you know, handle all this stuff. Yeah. Well, he actually wrote that.
1: Yep. That's right. And he attached her name to it. Just, yeah. uh, on the one hand, if he could get away with it, you know, he could essentially, you know, and if it, you know, if he could get away with it, then nothing would happen, and if he couldn't get away with it, he could throw her under the bus. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh story says that Bobby Kodak, who approves most internal company-wide emails, as well as media responses, drafted the email himself. He then directed it be sent under Townsend's name, like because she was one of the few women executives at a company run predominantly by men. Which also mm-hmm. says a lot that he wanted to throw a woman under the bus to save face at this company that the the Mm. men haven't had a frat boy culture harassing and exploiting women Mm -hmm. as he was. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, some stuff happened in the wake of this. Uh, Activision Blizzard employees had started filling out uh, or signing up a petition. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one says 500 employees. As of recently, it's grown over a 1,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are calling for his resignation or removal. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying, We the undersigned no longer have confidence in the leadership of Bobby Kodak as the CEO of Activision Blizzard. The information mm-hmm. has come to light about his behaviors and practices in the running of our companies, runs counter to the culture and integrity we require of our leadership, and directly mm-hmm. conflicts with the initiatives started by our peers. We ask that Bobby Kodak remove himself as CEO of Activision Blizzard and that shareholders be allowed to select the new CEO. Without the input of Bobby, who we are aware owns a substantial Mm these signatures all around the company, Infinity War, Treyarchs, Raven Software, Toys for Bob, uh, Mm -hmm. Blizzard. And yeah, uh, even got to platform holders, uh, PlayStation's Jim Ryan, Mm -hmm. uh, in the wake of this, sent a company-wide email to staff uh, about how angry he was about this, saying he was uh, disheartened and frankly stunned. To see that the uh, the claims that were being made before uh, no were a drop in the bucket to what actually was happening, yeah, uh, and he also said that he believes activision has not been has not done enough to address a deep seated culture discrimination harassment uh, that they reached out to Activision immediately after the article was published to express their deep concern and mm-hmm. asked them how they plan to address the claims made in the article. We do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation. Uh, let's see. Xbox had a similar thing. Phil Spencer mm-hmm. also said that he was disturbed uh, by this. Uh, let's see. This type of behavior has no place in our industry. Uh, oh. Let's see if there's any more quotes. Here. Uh, the Xbox says you also said the console manufacturer would make, quote, ongoing proactive adjustments to its relationship with Activision Blizzard moving forward. Mm -hmm. apparently it did not go into any specifics so i'd imagine Mm. maybe any deals for marketing of activision and blizzard stuff may not be happening and just running yeah they're saying like we'll let you guys do it on your own Mm -hmm. uh sony may end up doing the same thing because they have the call of duty thing for Mm -hmm. you know getting their players but i suspect that won't at least as long as it's still Mm. viable. Uh, but mm-hmm. the the nonprofit organization Girls uh, Who Code, uh, yeah, announced that they are also severing ties with Activision Blizzard because, you know, for obvious reasons, the uh, interests of their organization does not align with Activision Blizzard in these in the wake of these allegations. Mm-hmm. Saying in choosing our partners, we do so knowing that the tech industry are trying to serve. That's why I only work with those who are willing to have tough discussions about how systemic racism, sexism, discrimination, harassment have impacted company practices and work culture. We hold our partners accountable when they fall short and work with them to bring meaningful solutions to the table.
2: However, mm-hmm. there's a
0: line the alligator across that line. Well, yeah, that's uh mm. good to see more more groups standing up. Yeah. Uh we do have another group that is standing up.
1: Yep. And one that probably has the most significant pull of all of them.
0: Uh, sort of. Uh, it is a small group of...
1: I didn't finish. I said you would think they would have the most significant pull, but as you're about to find out... Yeah. Well. It is a
0: group of shareholders that is yeah, the Strategic Organizing Center Investment Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, have penned a joint letter to activision's board of directors requesting Kodak to step down they also asked for the resignation of two of the board's longest tenured members brian kelly and robert morgado kelly mm-hmm. who joined the company in 1995 serves as chairman of the board morgado has been with activision since 1997 and acts as leading uh, lead independent director the shareholders have requested that Kodak, kelly morgado resign by december 31st they do not The group vows to not not to vote for the re-election of current board members during next year's annual shareholders meeting Mm -hmm. Uh, they also say that uh current activision leadership has repeatedly failed to bolster a safe working environment for all employees and that the company needs a reset button on the board uh the group wishes to appoint at least one non-executive activision blizzard employee and wants a more Mm -hmm. diverse board overall uh yeah, you know, They account for 4.8 million owned shares of Activision Blizzard's nearly 779 million total outstanding shares. So almost a half a percent. Uh, but they work with union-sponsored pension funds and so words, holds corporations of leadership accountable for irresponsible, unethical, corporate behavior and excessive executive pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were the ones that opposed Codex Substantial Income previous uh, votes, but... They're mainly doing it because it's going to affect the money invested into this company. I believe their shares have already started going down to a certain degree, but uh, we do know that uh, the mm-hmm. board of directors have basically said they are standing behind uh, Bobby Kotick,
3: mm-hmm. saying that
0: he has done everything to address all of these issues.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, and Kotak here decided to... Let you know who all of these people are. Yeah. And also, like, remind you, like, hey, Bobby Kotick's name appears in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. Yeah. M- misspelled, but it has the... And,
1: uh, there's style. a... Yeah. Apparently there's another element of... Uh, somebody on Kotaku, wise me up to this, that I did not realize. Um... There's another reason why the board of directors are sticking so closely with Bobby Kotick. And it has to do with the fact that they're all kind of heavily linked with the Vivendi scam that happened a couple year a few years back. It's how they were able to end up getting ownership of Activision in the first place. And uh, yeah. yeah, like it, it's...
0: Because Vivendi owned Blizzard at a certain point.
1: Yeah. Um, And if Kodak goes down, you better believe he's going to drag the rest of those people with him. Yeah, sure. So that's pretty much the one, like the major reason why they're still loyal to him.
2: Yeah. Like my main thing here is, like you said, you know, if Kodak goes down, he's going to bring the rest of them with him. And honestly, like from our perspective, that's pretty much what we want. You know, like yeah. you're not going to take down the dragon without taking down the dragon's head. So, mm-hmm. you know, Activision, like as as, as much hell as, uh, you know, we give them and as much, you know, uh, they still have IPs that matter to our industry. Call of Duty's a mm-hmm. money. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is, you know, critically and, you know, uh, casually loved. Uh, you have Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot. You have Spyro the Dragon. They have all sorts of properties that can make Activision a respectable powerhouse, not just a fucking financial powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Like, there's prestige there, but they don't really want it, and that sucks. And well, I mean, the fish rots from the head down,
1: and Bobby Kotick is very, very rotten.
2: <laughs> yeah, like um, it's been funny, like you know, knowing a bunch of people that work there like, saying nothing throughout all this time, and then finally seeing the latest walkout and seeing people be way more um, aggressive with all their, like, comments and stuff, whether it be on social media or just, you know, uh, talking about things in general because they finally have an adult care attitude. Like, it's about time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of these people are talented and can be working elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a the thing that's been coming for a long time, the way they've... Because now mm-hmm. this Call of Duty comes out, and it seems like the, the biggest... Mm-hmm. where it, There's not much buzz about it. It's probably selling pretty well, but it's probably not selling as well as uh, others have in recent years. Mm-hmm. I've seen people suggesting it's uh, selling about as well as Call of Duty Ghosts did, which was the PS4, Xbox One launch title. Mm-hmm. That was also kind of a... A uh, game that's a lot of players were like, eh, up-res, you know, 360 mm-hmm. PS That was only notable because they had the, the big E3 thing with the dog. Showing them mm-hmm. skinning the dog and the character model. And it's like, you know, the Tony Lock thing did really well. The 1 and 2 collection. And what they did is they took that studio and they said, uh, you're part of Blizzard now. Mm-hmm. And you're going to work on Diablo 2 and then uh, you're going to lose your name. Mm-hmm. What a lot of their studios have been doing, and now all the Activision studios are on Call of Duty games, are working on, you know, maps and uh, other content for those games. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any of those companies, those studios are still working on anything that's non Call of Duty. Blizzard stuff is kind of, you know, continuing to work on Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 that are away Mm -hmm. at this point. uh, They've only got WoW to work on and marginally keep Overwatch going. Mm-hmm. They got that mobile Diablo game that I guess is going to be coming out at some point. It's like they're in a weird period where like a lot of their games are coming out, so they're not doing super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Call of Duty, is probably better than most games. Mm-hmm. They would probably still kill for that kind of a quote-unquote failure, but mm-hmm. uh, for what the shareholders and the board members and Bobby Kotick want out of Call of Duty, uh, mm-hmm. maybe this will help... Add to the fire that finally takes Bobby Kotick down, mm-hmm. it seems like everything's coming together with you know the heads of PlayStation and Xbox being very mad about what's going on mm-hmm. uh, these allegations that the people inside the their companies being mad uh, and then uh, even a small portion of shareholders
3: mm-hmm.
0: that can maybe get the fire going from the financial end as well, mm. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the only thing that's going to help move any part of this company forward is that Bobby Kotick is no longer there. Mm -hmm. And he'll get his uh, golden parachute on the way out. Not that he really even needs it because he's made an absurd amount of money Mm -hmm. for keeping this ship going. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's uh, something that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. It's a sign that this industry can start to make Mm -hmm. As long as he stays there, the more it is a signal that, you know, it is a big company. impossible to make any sort of change. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, <sighs> that's the Activision Blizzard story, if you guys have any. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, no. Um, I mean, you know, crap like this can only go on for, for so long before it eventually, you know, bleeds its way out into the ether, into the Ether, you know, and I mean, you know, there have been stories about Bobby Kotick that go back decades, and, and you know, it was all gonna come to a head someday. We knew it would, um, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, mean, I already said my piece regarding like you know the stories that came out this week, but mm-hmm. you know, this is the, th- these are topics that uh, I'm tired of talking about, these are topics that we're tired of putting on the show, but we have to talk mm-hmm. about them only way that we can even inspire or even begin to think about inspiring like again it's no secret that the gaming industry is one of the most lu- all of the world but mm-hmm. it can make so much more if there are less assholes so much yep. more Yeah. it mm-hmm. has been known a
0: happy uh happy employees make for a better workplace mm-hmm. and unfortunately there's a lot of uh, industries out there that are Built on exploiting them as much as they can, yeah, and then they wonder why they're stuck with fewer people than they need, and they're acting like, oh raising wages uh, is such a terrible thing to do mm-hmm. so that's, that's your free market, yeah, people won't work on work for you for shit pay, you gotta raise that increase benefits' mm-hmm. do all that it's not because they're entitled it's because mm-hmm. you're you're not doing what you need but yeah, that's these companies are all built around exploiting you know young talent,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and moving veterans up the the ladder so they continue that kind of cycle through there mm. for the people that do stick around. And then guess what? Those people can start treating it like a frat culture, and you end up getting a, a blizzard people that maybe weren't the the greatest people uh, when they were younger, and kind mm. of building a culture that's unfortunately makes great games, but. Maybe the culture inside the studio does not produce the best uh, mm-hmm. emotional yeah. culture. That's uh, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, thank you to Brandon Danroth for joining this week. Uh, we'll Always. probably have a show next week. Uh, I yeah. don't think there's going to be too much in the way of stories, but we might uh, talk about, uh, let's say there's some anniversaries of various consoles happening this year. Yeah. Um, talk about how the Xbox, Cube was 20 years old uh the p s three is fifteen the wii is fifteen. I don't mm-hmm. think anything is ten or five at least for those older things we'll have oh my probably God. have a chance to talk about oh. that stuff
1: oh yeah we're uh we're all slowly decaying away. The yeah, darkness is closing tough. in fast
0: <laughs> yep so yeah we'll see uh we'll see what's happening by next weekend we'll probably be able to do a show but yeah we'll see uh but yeah thank you everybody for tuning in if you enjoy the show feel free to let friends uh family and uh reasonable strangers know about the show uh Mm -hmm. but yeah until next time uh, this has been Dazer Update, and we'll see you all next time